we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Wrath is the spirit that comes when a father fails his children. The clutch fist, the anger, the resentment, the low esteem, low self-esteem. These things come usually when a father fails his children. And, you know, fathers are going to make mistakes. Fathers are going to make mistakes. Amen? The failing comes usually when a father doesn't want to either own up to the mistake or the child doesn't want to forgive the father. But fathers are going to make mistakes. There is not a perfect father other than the heavenly father. Even Jesus himself said, there's none good but the father. It's like, don't even call me good. My father is good. So fathers are going to make mistakes. They're going to make errors. You just have to be careful not to allow these errors that the fathers make to change your life in a negative way. Because it is your choice. Amen? Amen. I see a brother, he come to me, I'll tat it up and tat. They got all them tattoos, man, because me in the streets, man, I am the streets and the streets is me. Like, dude, you, you just, you're just angry. That's where tattoos come from. They're just fatherlessness. That's where they come from because a strong father will tell you don't do it. Earrings, piercings, all that stuff, man. That's just, you know, that's, those are the uh, cultural uh, rebellion. Cultural, cultural rebellion uh, is what it is. It's the way we rebel in our society. We rebel by tatting ourselves up. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we're rebelling against our father, but it, we're really rebelling against Father God who said, don't make a mark on your body like that. Okay, but we think we're just, you know, lashing out at society and the world by tatting ourselves. But it's more to it than that. And that that hatred, that negativity, whatever causes us to make those judgments and do those kind of things. Now, we got a ton of people in here that's tatted and, you know, y'all repented for it and whatever. And that's that's fine. But I'm going to preach against it so that untatted folks won't get tatted. Amen. Y'all know I'm going to preach against stuff I did, too? Uh-oh. See? See? Yeah. Stuff I did. I'm going to preach against that. If it was wrong, just because I did it don't make it right. And just because you did it don't excuse the, the, the building from talking about it. Amen. You may have been divorced. I'm going to talk about divorce in here. Because I don't want these younger couples to do it, and you shouldn't either. Amen. I'm going to preach against eating unhealthy. Uh-oh. Because I have to stop eating unhealthy. You need to, too. Amen. And that don't mean you're going to eat everything organic and gluten-free. Amen. You ask your wallet about that. You might have to just swell up <laughs> every now and then. Two times a week. Swole two times a week. Them the, them the gluten days. Because my wallet says I can't do gluten-free every day. And I don't do gluten-free every day. That's too expensive. I bless it in the name of Jesus. Lord, take this gluten and put it places where gluten didn't even know it could go. Reconstruct. Repurpose it. Repurpose it. 
<laughs> you amen. Pastor said we need to eat them. Don't you don't you be up in old food. Quoting me. Getting that little sack for $40. They don't give you nothing for $40. And it's always 40. How do you get out of Whole Food without spending $40? Has anybody figured that out? It's always two 20s. Then they came up with Apple Pay. You know, Apple Pay is, is an illusion. Oh, oh, yeah. Bloop. You'd be like, you know, it didn't feel like it was two 20s. But it was. And later on, <laughs> you're going to realize it was still, I, I, it was digital. It was fast and convenient, and it was still 220s. <laughs> Amen. But wrath is a spirit. This spirit causes children to have a vengeful disposition and can cause hatred toward males. Colossians 3 and 21 is very specific. It doesn't say mothers. It says fathers. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be what? Discouraged. Discouraged how? How are they discouraged? What's, I mean, what are they discouraged about? I'm going to tell you. They're going to be discouraged about, if they're a boy, they're going to be discouraged about being a man. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be discouraged about being a man, and they'll look for a woman to take care of them. Or they'll be discouraged about being a man and they'll be homosexual and have gay desires because they don't want to be a man. Or if it's a woman, she won't want a man. She'll get on that grind and prove to herself that she don't need one. Or she'll try to outdo one and, and become butch. A butch lesbian. So she could take care of a woman the way a man should. These are all things that come from wrath. The spirit of wrath. This clutched fist. And I used to, I mean, I still do when I travel and stuff. I mean, when people come up for prayer, first thing I tell them, say, man, you got to unball your fist. Unball your fist. And most of them can't. Most of them can't. There's just that much wrath in them. Disappointment and hurt. Yeah. Lest they be discouraged. In women, wrath can cause them to pursue goals that will put them in position to challenge men and assert authority over them so they can dominate and fight against them. Yeah, a lot of women are trying to be successes in our society to challenge men because they were hurt by men. Wrath is causing them to pursue goals so that they can lead men and assert authority over them and dominate. First Timothy 2 and 12, but I suffer not a woman to teach nor to assert authority, what? Over the man. But when it comes to men, she needs to what? Be in silence. Woo! Just lost some members. That's what the Bible says. And I hate when people read that and then change it. Oh, but see, Paul was talking about women 
think he was talking about women. Oh, but see, you have to understand, the women were in the synagogue hiding behind this curtain, and they were making all this noise behind the curtain, and Paul had to come in and tell them that they needed to be quiet behind the curtain. Y'all ain't heard that one? What, what curtain? What, where's the curtain? The curtain? Where'd they have a curtain? Whose church was that with a curtain? I think he just, I don't, I mean, why are we looking for where that was when we don't look for where the other scripture was? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Where was they at when that, when he read that? At the carnival? See, but they, you got to understand, any man be in Christ, but you got to understand where they were. It don't matter where they were. If any man be in Christ, any man, any man. So I suffer not a woman to put herself over a man. And women, you ought to not want to do that. You ought to be scared of God to do that. But it's the truth, y'all. It's just the truth. It's the truth. This is the way God wants it. How dare we try to argue the way God wants it? I mean, wh why are we messing with what God wants? You're going to let society tell you the opposite of what God wants, and you're going to do that? You're going to put yourself in a position where you ain't going to ever get a man? intimidating men, scaring men off. That's what you want. In men, the same hatred can cause distrust and fear of male leadership. So when the father's tripping, men don't like authority. Yeah, when they've been hurt by their father, they don't want to be under authority. They'll constantly remove themselves from under authority. Just bounce. I mean, can't do it. Oh, I can't, I can't be under no rules and no regulations. See, I'm a free spirit. I, all men, he just like me. He, I mean, he's not greater than me, so I have to listen to just No authority. No authority. Yeah. Because of that hatred. Distrust and fear. Don't trust men, and they fear male leadership. Quit jobs. Soon as a man tell them what to do, they quit. Can't, they can't deal with a male boss. I got to have female bosses. Because a male boss tells me what to do. It just feels different. I mean, you, I just ain't going to sit up here and let you tell me what to do. You're fired. I mean, it's that simple. There's no discussion involved. But vengefulness causes men to become abusive to women. And this isn't punching a woman. This is just treating them bad. Abusive, just treating them bad. Cause you to treat them bad, not consider them. Always consider yourself and you just hurt women. Well, vengeful, men. Promiscuity, divorce, emotional, physical, mental, or spiritual abuse are all byproducts of male hatred in men. So when you are disappointed by your father, a lot of times, these are the actions. You turn into these things. You commit these actions. Hebrews 13 and 7. Obey them that have rule over you and do what? Submit yourselves. Good gracious. Obey them that have rules over you, for they do what? Watch for your souls as they must give an account, that they may do it with joy, not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. In terms of a pastor or leader uh, watching over you, you have to submit yourselves because they're watching over your soul. Amen? 
Carrying anger and resentment toward fathers can cause one to ignore biblical precepts. Now, y'all, this is the rough one. This, this is the rough one because this is where maybe your disappointment or hatred with your father causes you to begin to alter what God wants for you. You're so angry, you can't get past it. You begin to ignore things that the Bible says. Matthew 19 says, Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But because of hatred or anger or whatever, you don't honor them. And you're missing a biblical precept. Because God commands you to do what? Honor them. Noah passed out drunk and naked in a tent. Three sons came to visit him. The first son came, Ham, looked upon his nakedness, laughed or whatever he went back and told the brothers. But whatever he did, cost him. He wasn't the right action. But the two brothers, Japheth and Sham, is it three brothers? Yeah. Japheth and I was going to say Shadrach. I didn't say it. I was about to. Sham and Ham. No, Sham and Japheth. Sham and Japheth came saw the exact same thing Ham saw, but they decided he's still our father. He may be naked. He may be passed out. He may be totally buck wild, but he's our father. So they took a sheet and respected him so much that they walked backwards and covered the sin of their father. And they got blessed. And the one that didn't cover his father got cursed. Be careful what you're saying about your father. Many of you in here, your lives are cursed. You're cursed. Cursed. Start going good, goes bad. Make a little headway, lose it all. Make a little progress, lose it. It could be what you're saying about your father. Because the ones that covered their father's sin were blessed. The one that exposed it were cursed. Yeah, this is a scary one right here because you want justice. You want justice because of what your father did. You want justice. I don't ever want justice. Ever. Ever. Never. I'm not requiring justice. I'm not requiring payback. I'm not requiring anything. You know why? Because I want grace and mercy. You'll let this hate drive you. Drive you to disobey the word. It's driving many men to turn away from the word and accept crazy doctrine. Y'all enjoying this message? When we choose to harbor anger and hatred, we are allowing the actions of others to control us and alter our what? When the actions of others control you and make you make decisions, 
you alter God's purpose for your life. John 13 and 34, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also do what? Love one another. You have to love your father, honor your father, because if you harbor anger and hatred, it's going to control you. It's going to make you make decisions. You know, we've had people move down here. And thank God for all of you that moved down here and, and y'all were great fits. Some people moved down here and couldn't stay. And the reason they couldn't stay is because they were harboring anger and hatred for their father or their family. And they tried to come here to have something to throw back at their family. Yeah. And once I got wind of it, I told them, go back to where you came from. Because you need to go get that straight first. Yeah. If, you, if you're not a good family member, you're not going to be a good church member. Ooh, love me, Lord. Yeah, you're going to be a terrible church member if you're a bad family member. You're always bickering and fighting with family. Can't get along with nobody. You're not going to get along with people in here. John 13 and 34, New Commandment. Oh, I read that. Amen. Don't harbor anger and hatred. Harboring anger and resentment also hijacks our future and makes us treat others the way we were treated. So when you harbor these things, you begin to do exactly what was done to you. Your father failed and now you're failing. Because you're harboring it. And you're treating others the way you were treated. This behavior changes how others view us and how we feel about ourselves when they avoid us. There's people in here, you're getting avoided. You know, people, they run from you after service. Man, let me, amen. They, they, they're trying to get away from you because you're harboring this stuff and you think nobody know. So your behavior is changing how people view you and now you have low self-esteem because folks avoid you. But that's because of what you decided to harbor and not forgive. Proverbs 22 and 10. Cast out the scorner and contention shall go out. Yea, strife and reproach shall cease. Get the angry person out and anger's going to go with them. Mess and junk. That's what contention is. Junk and mess. It's going to go out with them. Angry people cause junk and mess. Yes, they gossip. They backbite. They lie. Ooh, they lie. Yeah, they lie. Lie, lie. Oh, they lie on folks. They'll just make up, they'll make up a lie. I have people just making up lies. Make, just making them up on me. I be just, I, I'm tripping. I'm like, they just made that up. I had a man tell me, say, yeah, brother, see, I wasn't going to bring you to the church because, you know, they told me you was homosexual. So who told you that? And why would you repeat it? And why are we having this conversation? I don't like you. 
where is the car to take me to the, to the, to the airport? I'm ready to go. Why would you say that to me? And what was my response? Well, yeah, you know, from time to time, I might. What? What am I supposed to say? Are you wanting me to say I'm not? And I'm sitting there with my wife? Do I look gay? <laughs> Folks will just lie. Amen. They will lie to bring you down. <sighs> but if you get rid of them, all that's going with them. All that mess. Amen. All that mess goes with them. And he's sitting around trying to figure out, Pastor, you know, it's just so hard for me to keep friends. It's because you won't shut up. They're trying to get away from you because you're a scorner. Something always wrong. Ain't nothing good. I want to hear that after service. Man, we just heard a word and gave money. Man, I want to hear some good news. You better say something good if I shake your hand. You say the negative stuff before the service. You know, the little meet and greet time before service, that's when you pour it out. After service, man, all should be good. Did you just hear a word? I'm insulted that the word didn't help you at all. Man, I preached hard. Voice, horse, sweaty clothes, sweating. Man, I left it all at the altar. You just go leave. How you doing, brother? Oh, man, it's just been terrible. I mean... <laughs> Well, man, I didn't touch out none of it. Let it look at somebody and say, let it go. Some of y'all need to go rewatch letting go. So you can let it go. You've been holding it too long, let it go. God's way of dealing with wrath and anger is what? Forgiveness and empathy. All these two work perfectly. Forgiveness means that you just give somebody another chance. You let them off the hook. Just forgive them. Whether they deserve it or not, whether they ask for it or not, you let them go. And the reason you do it is because of the second word, empathy. You put yourself in their position and remember the last time you needed somebody to let you off the hook. Last time you hurt somebody, because you have, and you needed them to forgive you, you needed them to let, let you go, let you off the hook, you needed that. So you can move forward, you needed that. You didn't mean it. You were wrong. You did wrong, whatever it is. And now you, you, you need them to say, it's okay. We, we, we get past this. You know, you're off the hook, man. I'm not holding this against you. You needed to hear that, right? That's empathy. You use that same thing. This is how God deals with wrath and anger. You forgive. And then you put yourself in a position that they're in. When we realize that some of our decisions are just as bad as our father's, we become more empathetic of our father's reasoning behind his actions. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. You can try to talk about your daddy all you want, but I guarantee if you look at some of the decisions you made, you've made some just as bad, maybe worse. And you needed forgiveness. So that make you empathetic. Especially when you start raising kids. Oh, don't it come back? Does it come back? It come back. It comes back. It comes back. Yeah, all the, everything, you know, everything you did to anybody comes back. Yeah, the older you get, stuff start coming back. 
everything you did. Everybody you cussed out, you got the, you, they met the quota with you. You got cussed. Everybody you, every, everything you've done is like it just starts happening to you. And, you, and God will start reminding you. Remember when you did so-and-so like that? Yes. Comes back. It, 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 it's, it's back. Yeah. And so with your children, you dog your daddy out. He ain't nothing. He's weak. He whack. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, your kids start growing up and stop listening to you. They will stop listening to you. Oh, I knew it was going to be quiet on that. Because what do you do when you're facing a child and you tell them what to do and they're just not listening to you no more? They've decided not to listen to you anymore. That hate and resentment you carried for your father and the way you talked about him in front of your children, it grew. The Bible says it's a root of bitterness that has sprung up. And now you can't change their mind. Ooh, that's a hardcore message. It's a hardcore message. Yeah, you better get in there when they're Christiana's age. That's when you get in there and start, yeah. Get your bluff in when they're that size. You're going to tell a 16-year-old, well, it's too late. You waited too long. And you showed them too much resentment and hate growing up. You talked about family. You talked about pastors and churches. You talked about all of the authority because you couldn't submit to it because of your father issues. As soon as they got old enough, that girl didn't want your suggestion for a boyfriend. That boy didn't want your suggestion for a wife. He went and got a prostitute, a free one. You know what that is. Two letters long. Yeah, he married a, he married a crackhead. He married a crackhead because he didn't want your suggestion. Because of the hate and resentment you carried, you dogged every good thing out. You dogged leadership out. So I don't want no leadership. Look at somebody and say, you better let it go. You better let it go. Mark 11 and 25, and when you stand praying, do what? Forgive if you have ought against any. That your Father also, which is in heaven, may do what? Forgive you. Your, a lot of people are going to die and they're going to go to hell because they couldn't forgive what was done to them. Man, why would you go to hell over what somebody else did? You can't, get, you can't forgive. You didn't even do it. When we are offended, Many times we are blinded by the action of someone else while without considering the grace and mercy we need. In these cases, we find ourselves hating ourselves and our actions because we are doing what was done to us. Anybody ever done Anybody ever just woke up one day and saw that you was in a cycle of what somebody else did and now you're doing it and you have to just break it? Anybody besides me? Just wake up one day and be like, God dog it. <laughs> I done turned into. But yeah, you just woke up one day and it just hit you. You're like, man, I've turned into the very thing I said I wasn't going to do. And you have to get on your knees 
and just repent and change. Especially men. I know all the men have. The very thing your father did that hurt you, you did it. You did it. Yes, you did. And you just had to check yourself and be like, oh. Man, you have to think back to the things you said about him for doing that. And you have to eat it. Yeah. And we just repent. We repent and we move on from it. We don't take to the streets. And become a rapper. So I can tell the story so people would know. We repent. We repent and we and we and we better we, we get better. Brethren, Galatians 6 and 1. If a man be overtaken in a fault, oh please hear this. Because this man could be your father. If he's overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of what? Meekness. Considering thyself, because the same thing could happen to you. Letting go of the past is the only way to prevent the past from recurring in us. When we cling to wrongdoings that were committed against us, they take residence in us, cause us to repeat the same behavior that made us wrathful. We must choose God's way to stop this cycle of hurt. Philippians 3, 13. Brethren, I count not myself, this is Paul, to have apprehended, meaning I, I, I'm not there. I know I wrote most of the New Testament, but I'm not there. Y'all hear what this man is saying? He's saying, I'm human. I'm not there. I ain't arrived. I ain't got there yet. I'm teaching it. I'm speaking it. I'm telling you it, but I'm not there yet. I'm just not. I'm... But the next thing he says, but this one thing I'm going to do. I'm not going to let the past dictate my future. He said, this one thing I do. I'm going to forget those things which are what? Behind me. Can't do it. I can't do it. Can't do it, Elder Ted. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it, Jay Bryant. You can't do it. You can't do it. You can't drag your past with you. You can't do it. You'll get nowhere. You have to forget those things. The woulda, coulda, shouldas. Gotta forget them. I gotta forget those things which are behind. And I gotta do what? Reach forth unto those things which are what? God's mark is before. It's always before. So I'm reaching for God's mark. The marks I missed... They're behind me. The mark my father missed, that's behind me and him. Amen? I'm reaching forward. I'm not letting the past cripple my future. Summary! Our world is being led by men and women that are harboring anger and resentment toward their fathers. This is why there is so much hatred, sickness, and idolatry. The sins of fathers have caused the children to hate authority, truth, and morality. That's why people hate morality. You know that? 
When we demand justice, we turn from grace and mercy. We feel we are entitled to reparations because of the sins of our fathers and mothers. However, when we have this perspective, we are not in position to follow God's word. We ought to honor our fathers and mothers. We ought to cover their sins and love them in spite of their errors. Amen? And you can do it. You're doing it right in the house with your husband and wife. You're loving them in spite of their errors. You don't start hating them because they did something dumb. You can't do that. Amen. That's why you can't be quick to divorce. You can't hate somebody because they did something you didn't like. If you're in love, you're in love whether they did, whether you liked it or not. Amen. Amen. Hey, we ain't going to have no quick uh, uh, El Divorcos in here. We ain't doing no quick divorce. Got married and jumped up and just, oh, yeah, I got to leave him because I'm just not happy with him. What? Happy? Who said you supposed to be happy? Happy what then the <laughs> vows? It's foolishness. Yeah, we're not doing that in here. No, I'm asking people like that, don't come back. That's what I do. And you don't bring them. Because they calling you and trying to sympathize with you. And, oh, I just took over. We praying that y'all work it out. That's what I'm doing. That's what I tell them. I'm praying that you work it out. But until you work it out, I think you need to take a break and go deal with it. But work it out. Do you love them? Well, well, then get off my phone. You don't know whether you love them. Then I, we don't even have a conversation here. You just trying to get out of it. Because you crazy. You marry somebody you ain't, didn't love? You crazy. You wasting my time. Amen. So go work it out. We praying that you restore. Oh, but he, oh, yeah. I mean, you don't understand what all happened. Do you love him? Do you love him? Crickets. We ain't got nothing to talk about. We have nothing to talk about. You married somebody you didn't love. So you was looking for a way out. Jumped in front of the car while he was taking off. <laughs> oh, oh, he tried to run me over. Pastor, the deacons coming. The elders come pray. He ran me over. Yeah, looking for a way out. Are you running in front of that car? I mean, that don't make any sense. If you love somebody, you can't work it out. It was looking for a way out. That's all that it was. Man, we ain't crazy around here. But when we, we feel we are entitled to reparations because of the sins of our father and mother. However, when we have this perspective, we are not in position to follow God's word. We're supposed to honor our fathers and mothers. I mean, this isn't like a, in certain instances. We always honor them. Always. We cannot expect Christ to redeem us while we refuse to forgive our fathers for their sins. We cannot call for judgment against our fathers while praying for grace and mercy for ourselves. In order to be forgiven, we must first what? Forgive. In order for Christ to reconcile us to God, we must first be reconciled to who? Our fathers. Accepting them as they are, turning the other cheek, and esteeming them higher than ourselves is God's way. The manner in which we handle the sins of our father will truly reveal whether Christ 
is living within us. Ephesians 4 and 31. Let all bitterness, wrath, and anger, clamor, evil speaking, be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath what? Forgiven you. Everyone stand to your feet. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at exministries.com.